Hello, you're listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. Good morning, friends. My name is Reverend Nick Phillips, and welcome to something a little bit different here at Carmen United Church than maybe what we are normally used to. Normally, we're gathered here in this sanctuary together for music, for prayer, and for listening for the Word of God together. But uh, in the blink of an eye, the world has changed, and it has changed drastically. Instead of being out socializing in our church or at the store or on the streets, we've been asked to isolate ourselves because of the global pandemic that we are in the midst of. COVID-19 has seemingly brought the world to its knees. So many of our usual gathering places, schools, malls, rinks, gyms, churches, for the most part, we've been asked to close. And so we have. And we've done so for the safety of those around us. We need at this time to limit our socializing in an effort to minimize the effects of this dangerous virus and to give our healthcare system a fighting chance to help as many people as they possibly can without feeling completely overwhelmed. At this time, you, you may feel afraid. You may feel a bit stir-crazy from being stuck in the house. You may find yourself full of anxiety. I want you to know today that you are not alone. We at Carmen want to help you as much as we can. We want to take care of you if you find yourself losing hope. How can we do that? We can do it together. We can call our neighbors and friends. We can check, at them, check in with them by phone or using technology with video or whatever is appropriate. If someone needs groceries, we can offer to pick them up and drop them off at the doorstep. Even in isolation, we can still love our neighbors and take care of each other. As for worship, while we can't meet face-to-face, we will try something different. We will gather virtually as much as possible every week. Now, sure, we won't be gathering, we won't be singing together, but we can try to stay connected as best we can. We are created for worship, and we choose to worship our Father in heaven because he is in control, even when things seem to be failing and falling all around us. First and foremost, we choose to put our trust in him. For he has promised to never leave us. Even without a building to gather in, worship is still at the heart of what we do. And we know God's presence is among us. And we also know he hears our prayers. We will get through this together with God at our side. And so let us gather for worship this day. Let us join our hearts in prayer. Holy God, we welcome you among us this morning from wherever we are. Your Spirit hovers over all creation, entering into our hearts as we worship you this day. While it may feel strange, we trust that all we do today will bring you glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Over the last uh, month or so, we have been focusing on the Sermon on the Mount as Jesus uh, preached in the Gospel of Matthew, starting in chapter 5. And so I thought today, instead of continuing on with that, we may take a brief hiatus, just a short break from that message to listen to what Jesus has to say in Luke chapter 12, verses 22 to 34. Please join me as we hear God's word together. 
And Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor burn, yet God feeds them. Of course, how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to your lifespan? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Well, no, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. In the blink of an eye, the world has changed around us. It's hard to believe, isn't it? I mean, it wasn't that long ago we were looking forward to spring so we can get outside and see our neighbors and uh, meet them in the streets and in our yards. Maybe we're planning to get together for picnics and barbecues with family and friends. And now that it is finally spring, the first Sunday of spring, after this long, long winter, we are still stuck in our homes, afraid to go out, afraid to touch anything that someone else may have touched. And the news, the, the news of the world seems terrifying right now. And as we watch Italy, as we watch uh, Europe in general, as we watch the United States, as, even as we watch now in Canada, we realize maybe now, even here in Cape Breton, we're just getting started. And we see stores are closed, uh, people are losing their jobs, the government is doing all it can to help those in need, thankfully. I suspect that none of us has seen anything of this scale ever in our lives. You'd probably have to be over 100 years old to have actually experienced something uh, to this extent of the scale. Now, for some of us, being home all the time, that's probably just a minor inconvenience. We don't go out much anyway. But for others, this is huge. They've lost or had to cut back on work. Uh, they've lost out on activities they've been looking forward to, maybe trips that have been planned. Uh, birthdays are spent alone. Anniversaries uh, of marriages and other events go unrecognized. 
Schools are closed, and, and we wonder what's going to happen to our grade 12s and those who are graduating university this year. The world is full of uncertainty. And in such times, fear is a natural response. Fear of the unknown, fear of what if someone I love catches the virus, fear of what if we catch the virus, fear of what will happen to our church or our community or the world even as this takes its pass over us. The good news is God knows we're afraid. God understands fear. God has experienced everything we can possibly experience. Fear, disappointment, pain. But he's also experienced joy and, and, and hope. In my Bible, we read the words, fear not, 33 times. We heard it in the Gospel of Luke that I read from this morning. In fact, Jesus uses the term twice in this chapter alone. We also read fear not when, when God speaks to Abraham in the book of Genesis, telling him that he's going to have children even though he is advanced in age. God speaks it to a number of people in the book of Genesis alone in uncertain times. When we turn to the book of Isaiah, we see fear not uh, 11 times, including three times in Isaiah 41 alone. Isaiah 41, 13 says, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not, I am the one who helps you. In Luke 2, we think of probably the most famous fear not in all of the Bible as the angel comes to the shepherds on the night of Jesus' birth and says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And this is what we need to cling to right now in these uncertain times. Jesus has come to bring good news of great joy for all the people. All the people. It's okay to be afraid. There's nothing wrong with that. God knows our fear. But we also try not to let this fear control us. I encourage you to give your fears to God who is always with us so that we may learn to accept his peace. In what I read earlier from Luke chapter 12, Jesus is telling us to not be anxious. He compares our desire for food and clothing to what God provides for the natural world that is around us. Birds don't worry about what they're going to eat. God gives them in abundance food. Nor do flowers worry about what they're going to wear. God gives them a beautiful array of colors in which they display themselves. Don't be anxious, Jesus says. Well, isn't that easy for him to say? But he's got a point. He reminds us that anxiety does nothing to add anything to our lives. He says, does your worries even add anything to your span of years? Now, I'm not trying to dismiss our worries, our fears, our anxieties. I'm not trying to do that at all. And, and over this past week, I know I've had plenty on my own. What I want you to do is to remember to breathe. Take a break. Turn off the news. Declare that for an hour or two or ten hours or a full day that you will say to yourself, I will not watch or discuss COVID-19 now at all. Then you can pick up a book, 
watch some sort of goofy movie, turn up the music and dance, whatever it takes to relax yourself, to distract yourself. In these times, it is important that we take these breaks and take care of ourselves. Something that I have found helpful is to pick up my Bible and read God's Word. I've been reading through the book of Proverbs one chapter at a time, one chapter each day, and I'm finding great hope and comfort in those words. Then when I'm done reading the chapter, I'll I'll read a devotional and see what people are are writing about. There's lots of devotionals online to help us connect with God uh, if you don't have any in your home. I can look to share some of those, if at all possible, with you. But on top of those things, I also find it helpful to spend a good, te- a good deal of time in prayer. And we're not going anywhere, so why not spend it with God? I usually start with some conversation time. I, I get my journal out, and I ask God if there's anything He wants to share with me today. And I write that down. I also ask him, what do I need to do today? What are my priorities for today? I also ask if there's something I don't need to do, something I can let go. And it's in these prayer times where I've been able to make a considerable shift in my daily and weekly schedule to try to wrap my head around this new reality that we find ourselves living in for these days and and how I'm going to do my ministry within the confines of self-isolation. Once I've spent about 30 minutes or so in conversation with God, I then begin to pray over my prayer list. I pray for our church. I pray for my family. I pray for my friends. I pray for my colleagues. I pray for many of you who might even be watching right now. You're on my list. I pray for our United Church moderator, He has done such a great job in this first week of self-isolation, just helping the church connect with itself. He's offering worship and and times of prayer and all through technology so we can remain connected and supported. He needs our prayers as he tries to lead through the church through these difficult days. And then at the end, I, I thank God for the blessings of life. And I ask for his continued guidance and support in all that I do this day. It's a simple pattern, really. Read the Bible, uh, do some devotions, and pray. But starting my days off with that pattern, I found to be extremely helpful. I found it to be a stable presence in my life. It helps set my heart and my mind in a good place and helps set the tone for my day. And at night, when I'm drifting off to sleep, I thank God for the day that I've had. And the next morning, I start the process over again. It was God who gave me the idea to try worship out in this context, in in this manner. It was God who gave me the idea for our daily prayer gatherings that, again, are starting on Tuesday. It was God who told me that I need to take a hiatus from my radio show in Sydney so that I can focus on us being together in whatever way that looks like so that we can see this thing through. We are all in this together, and my focus needs to be on how we, as a church and as a community, ride this wave of uncertainty together. Fear not. 
it's hard not to fear. In fact, it's probably safe to say that it's impossible not to fear. But together, let's try and give our fear to God and let him shine even just a little bit of hope into each and every day. Jesus encourages us in a reading from Luke to seek God's kingdom. And when we do, God will provide for our needs. Jesus even says in verse 32 that our fa- it is our Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. It's been frustrating, to be perfectly honest, to watch the world try and profit off this global disaster, stockpiling toilet paper or disinfectant or hand sanitizer, and then they try to sell it back at a huge markup to take advantage of people in this situation. In the end, I think part of our reading speaks to those people today, those who try such tactics. When Jesus says in Luke 12, 33 and 34, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourself with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. God never intended us to stockpile things for ourselves, ourselves, whether it's toilet paper or money. God has created this world in such a way that it provides for all people, all God's children. God designed this world to be shared among one another. And in in this difficult time, it is God who is asking us to continue walking and supporting each other as best we possibly can. This is our hope. Even what might seem to, be, seem to be the darkest of days, God shines his ray of hope on this world. We find comfort from the word of God in Isaiah 43, 5, where he says, Fear not, for I am with you. Or we turn to the book of Revelation even, chapter 1, verse 17, where Jesus says, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Jesus has given his life so that all may know the good news of our God, our God who walks with us each and every single day, our God who, when we put our trust in him, gives us his peace and calms our fears. If you find yourself overwhelmed with all that is going on in your life and in this world, Call someone. Give me a call and we will talk. Do not try to take this all on by yourself. That's not how God designed us to work. He designed us to be in community, walking each day with one another. That's what God wants us to do. The church is about community. It's about supporting and caring for each other. As I've been talking about over the last few weeks, it's about being in relationship with one another and recognizing God is part of these relationships we have. As we grow in our relationship with him, now is the time to practice this building of relationship with others as well. May we all know the hope of God over these coming days and weeks May he give us his peace as we try our best to fear not and as we seek to put our trust 
in him. Amen. At this time, I would like to offer a, a time of prayer. Now, normally in our church service, I would start the prayer and uh, there would be a pause while you share your own prayers, and then I would close. But I'm not going to do that today because simply uh, an extended silence is not good television. So what I'm going to recommend is I will lead us through a short prayer, and there will be points where I recite these words. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. And as I say these words, I would invite you to say with me, Lord, hear our prayer. Now at the end of the service, in a few minutes, when the video ends, please feel free to take some time to pray yourself, to offer your own prayer, to pray something for yourself, to pray for your family, your friends, and your neighbors, pray for our doctors and our nurses, pray for our government, pray for protection of all from COVID-19. Let us join together in prayer. Let us unite our hearts in prayer. Lord, we gather today in various homes and places, longing to be together in one place. But even here, where we are, you are still with us. We are never alone. So thank you, Father, for this time of sharing, as strange as it may seem. <clears throat> and thank you for the blessings of life we have. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. God, we pray for so many people today. We pray for our church and for all churches who are seeking new ways to connect in these changing times. We pray that you will calm their fears around their struggles with finances, the struggles with pastoral care, the struggles of worship and prayer. May you lead your churches in the ways they can serve best the communities in which they live. May you watch over them. May you protect them. We pray for their pastors and their families. We pray for boards and elders. We pray for leaders and lay people. We pray that all will trust in you for guidance and provision. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray, too, for those who are vulnerable. We pray for seniors. We pray for those with weakened immune systems. We pray for those who suffer from addiction. We pray for those who live in poverty. Lord, may you protect all these people from the virus and give them life. May they never feel alone and scared. May those around them reach out in love and support. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for doctors and nurses at the front lines fighting this virus and seeking to save as many lives as they possibly can. God, protect them, bless them, and comfort them in these challenging days. Give them wisdom and powers of healing as they seek to do all they possibly can for all who come through their doors in need. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray too, we pray, we, we pray for our governments at all levels. May you protect our prime minister and his family. May you guide him and lead him in the ways in which they can all best serve our country in a time of need. We thank you for the actions already taken and ask you to bless our leaders as they make many, many more important decisions in the coming weeks. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray also for our Premier. May you watch over him and his family. May you guide him and his team in their leadership as well as they respond to the needs of the people in this province. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer.
We pray for our mayor and his family in the same way we have already prayed. Guide him and our council as they seek to serve this part of our island. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for our children as they struggle in the uncertainty with what their schools will do in the coming weeks. We think especially of those who are graduating this year, who may miss parties and proms, these significant uh, milestones of life. We ask you to guide the teachers and administrators who will need to make some big decisions soon about what is going to happen for our schools and for our children. Lord, there is no easy answer, so we ask that you give them wisdom to decide from all the options that lie before them. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Father, we pray for our own families and our own friends. May you take, your, take our anxious fears and bring us peace. May we feel those rays of hope shine into our gloomy days and be warmed by your loving presence. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. God, we turn all our prayers to you. For ourselves, our loved ones, our church, our country, and this entire world. We take all these prayers and offer them, offer them to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the one who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. My friends, thank you for joining me today. I would like to, you to, encur I would like to encourage you to support your own church as we are all going through difficult times. If you are from Car Carmen and need your offering picked up, please call someone or myself, the church, and we will arrange for that to happen. If you would like to donate online, you may do so through our website, www.carmenunited.ca. While the ministry within our building is not happening right now, our ministry to the world and to each other continues, and the bills keep coming in. At Carmen, we spend roughly about $9,000 a month on salaries and other related expenses to keep our church functioning. So we need your help to keep things going. Again, if you need your offering picked up, call the office and we will make that happen for you. Or just donate online through our website. May we continue to bless each other as we seek to do God's work in this world. Thank you for your support and, and God bless you. As we prepare to end this service of worship, let us go forth in the name of God to love and serve those who are around us. May we know God's peace in our hearts as we seek to turn our fears over to the one who heals and restores. And we will continue to pray for his kingdom to come on this earth as it is in heaven. May the peace of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you all, and I hope to see you all very, very soon. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, 
www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.